You're listening to Security Speaking, the SSI podcast. Welcome to SSI's Security Speaking podcast, brought to you by Security Sales and Integration. Each episode features thought leaders from throughout the professional security channel discussing technology, winning business practices, hot industry trends, and emerging opportunities. We appreciate your interest and encourage you to subscribe to Security Sales and Integration and its newsletters. Regularly visit securitysales.com for the latest news and follow SSI on social media. From alarm monitoring to financial management to security intelligence solutions, the Bold Group is the industry's new power player. Just ahead, Bold Group President Matthew Narowski, Vice President of Implementation and Project Management Greg Poley, and Vice President of Development Travis Pape tell how the software provider plans to amplify its value proposition. How have you transitioned the customers, the dealers and, and all those guys? How have you gotten them through this process and continue to make them feel their connection and relationship to the different you know, parts of the Bold Group? Our, our philosophy through all this, uh, Scott, has been to do no harm. And so uh, we have we, and we are actively working to ensure that our customers don't see any disruption. And so as we make changes, what the customers have seen and they're going to continue to see is a consistent measured improvement uh, as a result of the integration. So we are aiming to maintain the same relationships. Um, We are focusing on business continuity and thoughtfully offering opportunities for customers as needed. Uh, We're making strategic changes to staff and operations, finding what's best and applying it across the organization. And so we are continuously measuring, or, or we continuously measure to know where things stand and we make changes to improve based upon those measurements. So we're measuring by the numbers, or we're managing by the numbers is really the term. For example, we've added two enterprise account reps who are taking a different view of the customer than in, in the past. Rather than just focusing on customer tickets and customer casework as it can come in, um, the representatives are taking a more holistic approach and are looking at um, improving the customer's operations overall. So they're, they're taking a, a much wider view of what's going on in the customer's operations on a daily basis. And then we are proactively working to develop relationships with our customers where they see us as partners versus vendors. Service and relationships lead the industry. We we know that. And so we are doubling down on our customer focus. Did you have many customers that crossed over uh, from, you know, one uh, software solution to another that maybe were already customers of one of the other? that is a you know that's a is a great question and i we, i don't think i would see that anything in mass where there's been a, a huge transition but as we continue to promote our offerings and we show um what's best in class for each of the customers that discussion uh, is being had by a number of customers and they're viewing what, because now it's in the whole portfolio of products that we have, uh, they are making decisions 
um, that are going to be best for their particular area rather than being just locked into a single product anymore. I would think especially, you know, dealers that have their own monitoring centers and, and those kinds of companies would be primed for, you know, some crossover. You know, and so there's it, it, what I guess what's interesting is because we offer more than just the software solutions, we offer whole technology solutions. Um, the the dealers and central stations are now starting to see all the different offerings that we have, and they're choosing the parts and pieces that make the most sense for their particular environment. So with the situation how it is, I mean, I know that the Sedona Users Conference was a big thing. I'm not sure what its status was coming into 2020. Um, but, you know, what's the uh, picture look like now in terms of, you know, user events and customer events yeah. and communications and those kinds of things? Well, it, as you are aware, um, a lot of the industry type events have just not happened this year. And as we take a look into 2021, I think that that will continue to be, um, unfortunately, that's going to continue to be what I see as the, um, the norm until we actually find a way out of this particular pandemic. So that is definitely changing the way that we are approaching um, these types of uh, things. And again, we're moving to more online type events and we are uh, changing the focus. Uh, we hope to go back to the norm is what it used to be. But right now we're going to use technology in every way that we can to make sure that we're interacting with our customers and being responsive to our customers. And so that's going to include uh, a number of the conferences that we've done in the past, um, unless something changes in, in the near future that will allow us to continue to do those the way that we've done them in the past. Have you been getting feedback from customers about those kinds of things? What and and I'm imagining you have. Uh, you know, what are they telling you? Uh, I think one of the interesting things, Scott, that I've gotten is that because so much uh, investment had to be put into work from home, they were um, a number of customers were glad to see that they weren't traveling to these events because they could take those investments and put them back into uh, their business for the work from home type stuff right now. And so um, they're, uh, a number of the customers are experiencing the same thing that we are, which is that they're making the very best of technology um, to continue to run their businesses as well as they are, um, I, I'm, I'm hearing of new opportunities that are coming out of this as well uh, on a daily basis. Do you think that, you know, this mass move to virtualization and uh, remote um, communications and all that is going to affect, uh, you know, R&D in terms of any of the software and products that are going to come out of Bold Group? I think as we look at this, Scott, one of the big things that came out of this was, was the whole work from home side. and. The, the biggest focus I think we will have is um, helping our customers move into the cloud if they're not already there. It, that transition has helped so many customers 
do the work from home uh, type process. So um, as, as we're helping them manage the software and run their businesses in a remote working environment, um, we're also focusing on simplicity and ease of use. Uh, because the customers are dispersed, they're working from home, a lot of them as well. And so, and again, one of the big changes that we will be doing is that we used to do a lot of face-to-face -face meetings. Um, and that's all now changed to, we, we have to limit travel and we're just going to continue to use video conferencing to leave, to leverage our interaction as much as possible. Well, and, and a lot of the uh, centrals have had to have their operators, you know, working remotely. Um, so I would imagine that potentially has uh, ramifications for software that enables that. Which is exactly my point with moving to the cloud, since so much of the security and everything is already built into these frameworks. Um, it's just much easier for the companies that have made some transitions to these types of uh, formats with a lot of their operations to, to continue to operate efficiently in this particular type of environment. What about the business itself and the effects of the pandemic? Do you feel like, you know, you're, you're going to hit your, your growth objectives for this year or are things kind of flattening out or how's that wave riding for you? Um, I can tell you that uh, in the March, April timeframe, it, everybody was focused on getting people working from home. That's, that's where things are at. However, now that we've moved in past that June, moving into July, um, people are, have learned to operate within the pandemic. And as well as I, as I said previously, um, they are learning to uh, generate new business out of this and seeing it as an opportunity rather than a disadvantage. And because of that, that's driving our business forward as well. Well, like you said, the format, you know, this has really driven some operational changes for us where we've been communicating better. There's been better process just because you have to in this environment. And I think that's that's gone down to our customers as well and helping them, you know, work through this work from home situation um, has really helped our business grow even during this time. So it's been a really positive, you know, moment for us. Um, as a company and I think mm -hmm. just dropping some of the change and some of the best practices internally have, have really changed the, the company uh, or taken the, the company in a new direction. Um, so, you know, you have this relatively new entity in the bull group and what it consists of. What are the principal ways that you're, you know, trying to get the word out and, and market that? You know, we're, we're shifting away from product focus uh, and moving more towards the customer, being more customer focused. And so how bold, how the how bold group can truly address their needs and challenges. Uh, customers want to know how we can help solve their problems and we're working to show them that we understand these problems and that we have strong solutions based on our extensive experience um, in this market and our best in class products. We want to focus on bringing more relevant content to the market which provides an opportunity to answer our audience's questions. This allows us to strengthen our reputation and build trust with our customers and prospective customers and ultimately generates relevant and high quality leads. Um, we're also planning to expand our digital marketing efforts 
and so that's going to include PPC, SEO, and, and other things. So uh, back to a little bit of the R&D stuff. So Travis, um, you know, what is the process for innovation within your organization and how do you balance innovation with what customers may or may not want and, and what's the vetting process like? The having bold group being made up of four, you know, highly innovative companies as they were standing separately, bring those together. Um, you know, we realize that R and D has to be a key initiative. Um, and, and we're actually putting more of a formal effort on that and a budget tied directly to that later this year. Um, but to answer, you know, the second piece of that question really around what we're doing today and balancing that with the customers and what they, you know, what they need and what they want, et cetera, really comes along with doing the market research to understand the customers. Um, we employ a steering committee, you know, that's a group of customers that meet to provide the feedback and input on our products. Um, you know, it gives us access to, to their, to, to them specifically. We can use them as a beta tester, gain the feedback. We have that, that relationship to, to gain the feedback and use it necessary to kind of help refine the products and, and what we're building, um, get those products and features further along the right path if, if maybe we misstepped. Um, when it comes to more of the innovation though, uh, you know, it's, it, it really is driven and incubated by leadership, you know, strong leadership that is creating a healthy environment to cater to that innovation. You know, that, what I mean by that is more specifically around like the culture and workspace. Um, you know, we're investing in the time to make sure that innovation can happen. Uh, you know, we, today, uh, an example of that today would be we actually dedicate a period of our time at the end of each quarter specifically to the developers and allow them to focus on, on, on an R and D aspect. Um, it's, it's a, it's protected time for them to think, be creative and generate, uh, you know, those, those ideas that are how companies move forward and, and push forward and break through different areas. Um, but the last piece that I do want to share is, is the culmination of how bringing process together and, and more specifically around our agile framework, how that's kind of, continuing to promote um, innovation throughout throughout our sprints. Um, you know, it, it's creating the drive to push the envelope for our software, new technologies, uh, more efficient processes, um, training and certifications, you know, whether that's MCSD, uh, Microsoft certifications, et cetera. Um, but it's also a collaboration of all of those touching points and our pieces within our company and the customer that brings that innovation tied to R&D to life. Um, you know, over the past six months, it's been exciting to really see the transformation of our development processes while touching and, and hit, hitting all those surrounding departments, you know, converging on a, on a very combined and, and strategic strategy around product and customer success. Um, so it's really starting to feel like a single cohesive operating entity. And, you know, that's really where we want to be. So. Um, I think in general, that's, that's kind of the R and D landscape and, and how we are, are more so driving R and D slash innovation from what we're doing at, at a leadership level, combining all these companies together, unifying processes and naturally or organically creating that, that innovative atmosphere. Let's talk a little bit about cyber. Cybersecurity obviously is, you know, top of mind for a lot of folks. Um, what are some of the practices that can make customers uh feel good about that with bold um you know we 
it, it, cyber is both on if you if you analyze it from like a DevOps strategy, it's it's obviously both on the technology side, the IT side, as well as what we're doing in the software and how we how we push product. Um, you know, we develop the software kind of really following uh, OWASP methodology. Um, so further going into into the stabilization or cyber security and hardening of those products, you know, we're doing pen testing. It's done internally as well as external outside of our company. Um, you know, we've, we've implemented numerous security countermeasures in our cloud environments. Um, you know, we're working to implement various multi-factor authentication across really all of our products. Um, but it's also, you know, from a DevOps strategy, pinging back and circling around to that, you know, cybersecurity is embedded directly into that. It's, it's, into, it's, it's inside our DevOps products and processes, you know, we're utilizing the tool chains and additional add-on pieces from from us being a Microsoft partner, you know, that we're bringing those, those innovations to the table that help with the entire DevOps lifecycle and or software development lifecycle. Um, you know, going a step further, you know, we also have a suite of security intelligence product offerings. You know, these, these, these products are really providing cybersecurity services to small and medium-sized businesses through whether it's the network navigator or from a large and enterprise focus um, using the backstage manager platform. Um, you know, additional services that we're offering to help with cybersecurity, not only for ourselves but for our customers, is is uh, you know, our, our VCISO, uh, VCISO services. Those 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 help include quarterly network vulnerability scannings, manager managed firewall services, and reports directly to the customers. Um, so that that's another cool area of the of of Bold Group in, in itself. Uh, but you know, each one of those services really help protect our customers from threats today. I mean, you're talking real time monitoring, regular assessments. Um, our you know the security intelligence customers are getting proactive alerts around threats within their network. Um, you know, our, the customers' ecosystems, as they change, our assessments from those services and products are providing the recommendations to further secure and how to secure their environments and make them really aware of holes that they would have never even know, knew existed. Um, you know, that it's that proactive approach for our customers that's gonna help minimize any damage from an attack most likely help kind of avoid them altogether if, if, if it's done right and our services provide what we need, right? Um, but, you know, it's very similar to an alarm system for a building. We're monitoring the cybersecurity of their environments, and we're going to dispatch help at the first detection of trouble. Um, so, you know, that, that suite of products is, is, a, is a very interesting offering and I think personally a very effective offering. Is that something that they could potentially extend to some of their customers, especially if they have, uh, you know, enterprise customers or something like that, depending on the type of uh, dealer integrator the customer for you is? Um, can they turn around and package some of that and maybe, you know, sell it to their customers? Yeah, the simple answer is yes. Um, it, right now, it's been a it's a very understated product for us. We we we've marketed it. Um, to a certain extent, but we have a, in my mind, it's a very powerful uh, offering. And um, it's part of it is, is just getting the word out that because of, again, bringing all these companies together, 
um, is just one more offering that we can give our customer base that it, it's holistic in nature again. We're, we're not only just talking about the, the financial and the alarm side, but now we can also help protect you on the cybersecurity side through these other offers. It's just a natural progression of, the, of everything else that we offer. And sort of in that vein is just managed services in general. So, uh, you know, in terms of uh, managed access or um, hosted video and that kind of thing. So uh, how do you feel about those technologies and some of the other ones I listed? And, you know, what impact do they have on Bold specifically? Mm. Good stuff. Yeah, I mean, really the disruptive technologies. You know, it's... it's uh... I'll just say that this is Travis, the more innovative that technology gets, you know, there becomes more to monitor in this space with the 5G, with the IOT, that's a very specific target of, of clearing up that statement. You know, that's going to bring a whole new plethora of things to monitor. Um, we are preparing for a monitored future, to put it simple. Um, it's going to come down to scalability, obviously, you know, keeping things secure in an ever widening world of, of various surface attacks. Um, um, different ways for intrusions to happen and or things to monitor, right? So there's always going to be new ways of doing that security, new ways to use technology, scale up, scale down, uh, depending on the needs at any one given point in time. Um, it's going to drive new products, clearly. So from a, you know, it's a, it's a business model compared to the past where things were, were much more consistent. Um, you know, it's, it's these these temporary services will drive a model going forward. Um, I'd say the the biggest disruptive technologies are the IoT things. You know, IoT devices, thermostats, doorbells, cameras, um, water sensors. You know, all of those those new fun fun things to monitor and, and play with. Um, they're not just to play with anymore, right? They're becoming a very viable monitoring service and things that truly need need um, proactive engagement with and threat detection with. So um, the technologies around 5G and I, AI, you know, that's that's bringing a whole new level of, of, of value, immense value to the industry. Um, and it, primarily around the, the form of preemptive threat detection. So, um, you know, it's not just all on the alarm side either. I mean, you're, when you're talking also on the financial side, you're gaining you're gaining different elements and different ways to visualize your data, find deficiencies um, using AI and so forth. So there's a lot of exciting exciting pieces to that puzzle as well that we want to build out. Um, but at the end of the day, it's really you know us bold group. We really want to become an industry leader um, when it comes to using technology and ultimately where it makes sense. So following any seasonality of needs is, is where we want to we want to focus. Well, I, the only thing I would add is that we've become, we've got, we have the ability basically to monitor anything. And now it, as we have these new technologies that come out, what will be interesting is how the dealers, the installers come up with new creative ways to generate business with these technologies and then feed that back into a monitoring platform and then, and then ultimately build for it. it, it it's um, because of the full suite of things that we have, there's, there's many exciting opportunities that can be generated, but people on that side are going to have to be very creative as well. We're here to help facilitate that, but I'm, I'm interested to hear back from, from the installer base on some of the new creative things that they're doing. Um, so, you know, 
if I'm a dealer, and this is a question you've seen on here, but are there just a few, um, you know, operational tips that you might throw out there that we could get out through this interview? You got any words of wisdom for, for the dealer audience operationally? Yeah, I mean, that, it, that's one of the things, too, that we've thought about during this period of, you know, COVID-19 and trying to up our operational game and then providing, you know, tips and services and consulting services to other to our, our customer base out there. But, I mean, really, it comes back to the basics where, you know, during times where thing, you're struggling or things seem tough, you start best practices kind of fall by the wayside. But you know, people management, accounting, you know, basic process within the business, focusing on that so that you continue to be successful. That's something we're really trying to help our customers with as we're implementing the software, you know, having those conversations with them where um, we're helping them look at the software, look at how they can use it best for their business, how they can help their business thrive even more. Um, so that that's some of the thing, you know, and then we talked about it before, but just those integration points where Make it easier for customers to pay, you know, get web portals that link in with the rest of the software, you know, equip technicians with apps and other ways to communicate more efficiently with the office. Um, use software that's built for the industry. I mean, we, like you said, we are, you know, a very specific, um, we serve a very specific market and we're really good at it. And we have those integrations that pull, you know, the central station and the dealer and the apps and everything together. And it all talks to each other and it makes life for, for those folks so much easier if if data is updated across the board you know as they're entering into one point of entry so those are a few of the you know ideas and thoughts that we kind of continue to communicate to our customer base and i would add to that and i think you you kind of hit that on seek efficiency but measure everything yeah if, if you haven't found a way to measure it Keep trying. <laughs> right. Because yep. if, you, if you measure something, you can improve it. Mm -hmm. Is is there any uh, one or two areas that you commonly see uh, dealers sort of uh, really struggling in? You know, whether it's, um, you know, tracking their leads or um, developing a, a, an RMR stream or whatever it may be. One area that I experienced, you know, as an end user of Sedona was really just knowing your customer base and knowing how to communicate to them. I think sometimes dealers are, are you know, don't want to upset the apple cart, but you really have to communicate with your customers and figure out what they need and what makes them successful. Um, and I think that'll help in the long term, you know, build a stronger business for yourself and a stronger base. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, again, just bringing, bringing that operational efficiency together, like Matt said, measure everything that you can, you know, use our software, use other tools that will allow you to do that efficiently and give you dashboards. All that is going to drive efficiency and, and ultimately make you successful. To add on to a few, you know, a few real world examples that, that help, you know, our software solutions better the lives you know of of our customers of the dealers and, and ultimately improvement tips around those so you know one of the big things is automating processes and workflow i think i think the biggest factor that some of our software solutions bring to the table is is just that it's 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 when they have you know disparate systems um that leads to errors when they have processes that more than one employee or person owns and it's a manual redundant thing to do throwing in the word automation and, and helping automate those processes 
really just just removes those those issues. You know, it's it's destroying those those potentials for errors for for data entry leaks, et cetera. So, um, one thing I would recommend is to is to help drive our our, our customers to help them understand how they can automate and and improve some of that workflow. Um, another area is is really how customers are paying. You know, there's there's a lot of of ways that on on the accounting and financial solution side, um, they're collecting payments in an old you know an old school way to getting 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 slow response to payments. And you know we 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 have web portals and we have have the ability to take to to take payments instantly, create auto auto payments. Um, so there's a lot of value to to understanding the needs there and ensuring that those those uh, companies are, are are using the tools that we provide to help you know ease their their collections and their AR side of the business. Um, another area is equipping technic you know equipping technicians with apps. You know there's there's a lot of people still doing paper and pencil. So you know we we have apps that really can help help ease their their day to day. Uh, processes and so forth. So I think there's a lot of various, you know, improvement tips that we could go on and on with, but I think that probably helps cater a few there. Yeah, good stuff. Streamlining and um, maximizing those efficiencies. That's great stuff. That's gold, yep. you know? Uh, from yeah, my, you, my you touch base on the RMR, right? I mean, yeah. I mean those, those RMR, the, the reporting that we have or, or the widgets and quick little KPIs to ensure that, that you have you're seeing the number at a glance. It's making sense. Preliminary reports telling you what you're about to bill, who you're billing. You know, you can you can find any odds and ends that that need cleaned up. Um, those are all all great little pieces of our software that help promote that and shore up any any concerns with what's about to be billed or you know, on the alarm side, what's going on there as well. Um, so I think I just well I also wanted to ask um, in terms of like uh, brands of product names and things like that. Uh, is is how much of that is going to stay the same or, or change? You know. So uh, that that's a great question too, and and I think that one things will change as time goes on. Uh, things always change, right? That's just the nature. If you're not changing, well, the, yeah, there's all sorts of things that go with that. But um, right now, we're all doing business as Gold Group. And um, there, there, and there has been some changes. So as we look at some of our new product lines, um, the new product that came out, we've kept some of the old and we've introduced some of the new. So it's called Sedona X um, on our financial side. And that's that's a new product that we're working on right now and that we'll, we'll be releasing uh, parts of next year. Um, but yeah, it, you know, things, and that's, isn't that the great opportunity here we have as well? is that as as this group continues to grow and as we um, continue to optimize and change and other things may change as well.